Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and life coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, October the 4th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And I'm happy to report that we're back doing live broadcasts again. We've mostly ironed out the issue that was involved. We actually had a little trouble with yesterday afternoon's podcast, but got it working again. And uh, we're working with the antivirus provider to make sure it's a permanent solution. But in the meantime, Joel, we're back live so we can have live callers again. That's good news. That is excellent. I, I hope we get some as well. Yeah, that would be abu- absolutely fabulous if we did that. Um, although now that they've been out of the habit of calling in because they saw the sign up for the longest time saying, oh, well, the live broadcast isn't working. It may be a little while before we get them to listen live again, but that's all right. We'll get them there. No problem. I, I noticed that uh, Louise and I, of course, took uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and part of Monday off so that we could travel to North Carolina for our niece's wedding. And, of course, as a result, our overall numbers kind of dipped during that period because we weren't putting any content out, right? But uh, we, the, the content is back, and, and you can just see the swoop in the numbers, right? They, they came back, and I think that's what's going to happen with the live broadcast numbers, too. Exactly. Now, we, we uh, you know, you, you uh, we need to get you some ability to do that mobile next time you go. So uh, yeah. uh, that way the audience won't be without their without their daily dose of wall. So so I'll be driving down the Chesapeake Bay Bridge doing the daily dose of happy. And, well, we're driving along here at yeah. uh, 65 miles an hour. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that, I think that would, that would be awesome for you. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really glad to have you back, and I'm glad we're able to be live again as well. And I'm glad that we have a really interesting topic for the day because you had mentioned to me privately, and we kind of made brief reference to it in a past uh, podcast episode, about this concept you ran into in the course of, you were getting a certificate in this, weren't you? Or, or how was, what was the story? Give us the story on this. Well, I've, you know, as I'm always looking for new stuff and, and uh, to, to study and learn. And, you know, I, I really became fascinated with the concept of hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I originally, when I think think of hypno, hypnotist, I think of you know clucking like a chicken on stage, <laughs> yeah, or those right. kind of things. And, uh, I've, I've always, you know, let sort of roll my eyes at that. But then when I, you know, as my law of attraction concept started to develop, and and I realized that the subconscious is where what we're trying to affect in law of attraction. That's what we're thinking and feeling at that level. Um, and, you know, hypnotherapy or hypnosis can have a direct effect on the subconscious. It just seemed to me to be a perfect fit. So I started studying, you know, just, just the, you know, what, what is, there's all hypnotherapy, just that concept. You know, I started looking into the, uh, uh, uh schools across the country and, you know, some of them are, are, uh, it, it just depends on what you want to do. Some are pretty shady, you know, in eight minutes you can get a hypnotherapy certification or, but I read across the, uh, it's called HMI, it's Hypnosis Motivation uh, Institute, and it's in California, and the the, the founder of this is uh, named Kappus, Dr. Kappus, and he basically is just sort of uh, the modern-day father of hypnotherapy, and he, um, he has hours and hours of his... Uh, basically his work of, of videos and that his son took over and, and, uh, and, and has really grown this into an incredible program where they, they train hypnotherapists all over the world. And it, it's very professional and they use, go back to the, uh, origins of hypnotherapy and they help you understand what works and then the different 
forms of it. You know, there's, there's, they break it down into, uh, uh, different categories where you, the people who are more susceptible to, uh, uh, hypnosis and other people are more resistant, the different ways to address both of them, uh, and, and just the different techniques used and, and how it's effective. It, hyp- hypnosis works. Uh, it is not the concept of somebody not remembering what happens. It, it really is uh, a, a way to help you become in contact with a subconscious mind. The reason I'm telling you all this is this is how I came across this, this idea. Well, as I, as I was taking this, this class, and there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff you do and tests I have to take and, and it, or had to take, and it was just a, a, a lot of work, but I really enjoyed it. One of the things that I noticed uh, along the way was a lot of this is literally law of attraction thought. Hmm. Uh, talking about uh, the placebo effect in life and and what you believe is real and how 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 um, golfers uh, like Tiger Woods, for example, uh, used hypnotherapy to perfect his game. Uh, more than perfecting the game, more about the attitude of the game and and and. Same with baseball players and football players and the differences when they happen. And athletes around the world use this to uh, uh, really, really get an advantage in their sport. Mm-hmm. So I, I, as I was watching all this, and I started, of course, me being of, of law of attraction thought, I, I started looking more and more. And then a couple of the, the uh, trainers that I actually spoke with a few times on the subject are also huge practitioners of the law of attraction. Uh-huh. So, and so it, it, the pieces started to come together. So one of the lessons uh, of the hypnotherapy class was this concept called the mental bank theory, the, the mental bank theory. And it is a, basically when they started to describe it, I just, my immediate reaction, my, my term was it's like a vision board on steroids. It is, <laughs> Uh, it is a daily journal and, and, you know, we, we, we at a later date will have a class or a, a we will call it a class or a infomercial or whatever you want to call it on this topic. Right. Um, but it, it is, a, a very much, a, a, a way of doing a daily journal and really calling into your universe, calling into your world, calling into your subconscious the thought of success. It's just not limited to money. Uh, it's about uh, your career. It's about happiness in your life. It's about relationships. And it's an amazing tool in a sense to journal it during the day using a mind bank or a mental bank where you can literally see the results. So you're convincing your mind that this process is really that of success. And the the people that have used it, uh, the testimonials in the course were just amazing. And over the last, uh, since I've been in the last few months, I've, imp- I've implemented this with uh, some of my clients who have universally just said, this is life changing. Wow. And it, 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 it's, uh, you know, vision boards, because, you know, you, we, you and I have talked about this actually last week's show. You have a hard time visualizing things right. uh, in a certain way. Right. A lot of people have a hard time, you know, it, not everyone's uses the same sensory perceptions of when you're trying. You have to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a, a unique tool which has a visual, it has a feeling component, it has a, a tangible, you're writing stuff down daily. 
uh, and it really translates directly to the subconscious, and it pretty much hits with uh, with all forms of, uh, of you know learning or attracting uh, personality types. So it it is a, a very effective tool, and I look forward to using that uh, with my clients. I, I want to pretty much be implementing this with all my clients as we go forward. Wow. Uh, but it it really is a uh, uh, something that I think. This we will make an announcement when this happens, but I do think that this needs to be a special event for LOA today. I, I oh, think okay. this needs to be more of a, a an hour long. We call it a class, or you know, most of the time we're, we're discussing things, but you know, this this will be a, a an opportunity to really dive into the material, and and you know, we would have uh, access. This is you know not my material. It's, it's proprietary information that is you know, the Hypnosis Motivational Institute will have a link at that point to where you can buy your own uh, literature from that way and maybe even a discount for LOA Today listeners. Um, but we will we will uh, explore it, go through it, talk about it. And then today, I think, more than the mental bank, but I think in the, the general concept of of the advantages of living and feeling as if you have what you're seeking in life and the point of that. And that, that's, that's the, the change for me that is, is, that was so instantaneous when I started practicing the law of attraction. Uh, it, 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 the, the realization that my success or perspective of my success was solely mine to use. Okay. Period. Okay. Well, um, before we go any Nothing. further, I want to take a moment. We're, we're doing early promos these days. For the last week or so, we've been doing early promos on the show. So I just want to take a moment to do our two main promotional messages. The first being, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please do so right now. Become a subscriber. If you're listening on an iPhone or an Android phone, you're actually on a page probably that's right near where you can click a subscribe button. But if you're not really sure, you're not really technically uh, savvy or whatever, you're not sure how to do that, the instructions are on the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net. So please become a subscriber because when you subscribe, you get not just this episode, but all of the 11 episodes we do every single week sent directly to your smartphone or other tablet or whatever device you're using so you can be keeping up with all of the content. And we're putting out lots of content on lots of different areas regarding law of attraction and how people apply it in their daily lives. You don't want to miss any of it. Because, um, Joel, I mean, we actually have people who binge listen. They, they actually play one, list, one episode after another and you know, listen to this you know, stuff that picks you up and gives you a better feeling place all day long, which is pretty cool. I love it. Um, now, the other thing I want to ask people to do is for those who are existing subscribers, please keep putting out there the messages that like we've been doing for the last three months of I'm listening to LOAToday.net or something equivalent to that because it's paying off in a huge way. We've been getting a large increase in listenership. Um, Joel, I've been telling others this week, we were averaging three months ago about 80 to 90 um, listens or plays per episode. We're now over 200. I think the current number average is 218. We've had a few peaking in the 300s, and it's just growing and growing. And it's happening because people are posting in their social media that they're listening to LOAToday.net. So please, everybody, keep doing that. And those are the two. Oh, and the third message, of course, is you know, contact us. You know, uh, Now that we're back doing the, the live broadcast, well, please you know, join in and, and all the instructions on how to uh, contact us directly by phone or by the Zoom platform, either one, are on the homepage of LOAToday.net. So all three messages, there they are, 
done. We're ready to get back into the topic. And the next question I want to ask you, Joel, is, okay, this sounds really good, but there are a lot of programs out there for helping you to achieve success, to attract what you want in life. What makes this one so good compared to the others? Well, I, I, for me personally, and again, that's all I can speak, is I have, I've seen the others. A lot of them required, uh, in my mind, more of a, like, for example, there's, there's several programs where you meditate and you, you mentally attract what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's several programs where you, you'll create a vision board and you'll, you'll write things down. Uh, those are all good. It, it, but as you, as we mentioned, not all match everyone. And so for one to incorporate, uh, a tool of, of having to not only visualize, but also feel, be able to see tangible numbers on a daily basis to be able to see the progress go forward. Uh, it, it really hits on all areas and is the most effective one that I have ever seen. Uh, and again, I, I, I am, I am the one calling this sort of a vision board thing. This is not what HMI, the hypnotherapy school calls it. They're, it's right. just the mental bank for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one that's making that comparison, uh, of how that works for me. So the, these attracting tools, uh, they're, they're using it in a, in an attracting tool, but calling it something different. It's a way to sort of help you become more productive because you'll find yourself uh, looking to, uh, increase your mental bank. And again, that'll be explained all in detail, but, but to me, it just made more of a difference of, uh, I, I feel it hits on all areas. I've done vision boards and in the past, I've used my computer, I've put pictures on my phone and, and I, I, I think they're effective, but I never felt as invested in those, um, as this would, this requires me to take daily action. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, other people say, well, so does a vision board where you look at your pictures. Yes. But, but if I look at the picture, say if I'm out of habit looking at my, you know, $50 million home that I have on my vision board. And at the end of the day, I look at it. I've had a really crappy day and all this is going on. I'm not, I'm, I'm forcing myself to look at it. But if I see the tangible progress at the end of the day and I'm, I'm logging that tangible process that has a way of turning my feelings around. And say this maybe this wasn't such a crappy day because I was so incredibly productive. Mm, okay. And um, I, I, so it does have a different view of it. And uh, uh, so I, I I love anything that helps us achieve that feeling that we're seeking because that's where we're after. And there there could be other tools out there that I am not aware of. I've, I've been doing this for a while. Law of Attraction is the first time I've read across this. Mm. So. I don't know that I'm not going to run across 50 more that are equally as good if even not better, maybe. Sure, but but yeah. this one has my, my biggest interest right now. And then you combine it with the history of uh, the person who developed it. Again, the, this Dr. Kappas, who is a, a, just an incredible, you know, he has a form of hypnotherapy named after him, Kappasian therapy, um, or hypnotherapy is, is such a, uh, it, it carries that much more weight because he found it so successful and, uh, it, it really hit home with a lot of, uh, of, of his students over the years, and it, it's just an ongoing process. You know, the, the term neuro-linguistic programming is, is to me, it's, uh, um, it is also something I'm studying that is, uh, uh, that goes right along with hypnotherapy. It's, it's, it's tools to reprogram the thought processes in the brain to more positive or to more advantageous thought. 
And this is uh, all of this is coming together for me in an incredible way. So I'm so happy to be able to share it with the audience uh, and, and hope they find it. Uh, you know, what, what touches, but cause you never know. Last week, uh, I had a lady call me, um, after our show last week. Well, I didn't have oh. a chance to talk to you about this. And, and uh, uh, we were talking about, uh, placebo effect. Uh-huh. And, uh, so apparently that hit home with her. And so we, uh, she called and I, I don't have permission to even use any names. So I'm just going right. to say in general, sure. she called about a, an issue she was dealing with. And, uh, it, it, uh, she asked me questions. She was very honest, very refreshing. She said, I really, I'm really trying hard with the law of attraction. Uh, I, I, I believe in what we're talking about. I believe in the placebo effect on some level, but deep down, I, I don't know if I really believe it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to medical issues and stuff like that. Right. And so we talked about ways around that and, and her willingness to try it and, and, you know, what she needs to do. So my, my point of why it relates to today's topic. So when she called this random concept for us about, you know, we, we, we were talking about the Pazoo effect. It connected with this lady who's now implementing that. She assured me she would follow up uh, after a, a, a few weeks to see if, if the solutions uh, had any bearing or anything that moved forward. Or mm-hmm. and she has a rim. She has a, a surgical option she can look at. We certainly are not saying don't do. Right. But there's other interventions before surgery that we we suggested she try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so we're going to follow up, and then she may be on our show one day and report how oh, that wow. went for her. That'd so be fabulous. So it would. And so the, the, the way that we're in, you know, coming forward to today, so the reason that we talk about these concepts, uh, there, will people, there are people listening right now who are all on board with Joel and Walsh's theory, and then there's people that are going to be, hmm, do I really believe this? Or are they mm-hmm. trying to sell me on something? Well, and, and it, it, it's, uh, it, I, I recognize the skepticism and accept it and understand it because I've been there. But part of the law of attraction that takes place is a willingness. And since we're not charged, we don't charge any money for the show. We don't have any sponsors. So we, we do this but right now out of a love of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one day I hope that uh, we laugh at that statement and say, yeah. we, we do it for the love of what we're doing and all the money we make. One, one day uh, soon. That yeah. would be awesome too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but right now it, it, it certainly is that. And, and I have a, I've had this discussion on the show before. Uh, and had it with a, a couple of therapists in the last week or so. Um, I have a, a therapist that I, I work with as an outstanding therapist and, uh, is, is a traditional, uh, social worker level therapist, a uh, great person. Mm-hmm. However, he has all, he has become very accustomed to the, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the, the term, um, very accustomed to the concepts of just, okay, I want to get my insurance. I'm going to wait, you know, three weeks and I want to get my copay and then I'll get paid in three to five weeks. And, and so, you know, the idea that he, he, the law of attraction practitioner is what he has become. And so he, he started changing his thought process of what the clients are. And he said, I have a really hard time asking for people to give me a hundred dollars an hour. And pay mm-hmm. cash. He said it's just it yep. just stumbled. He stumbled around that number in saying it. And and while he does take insurance, he has noted, as I have noted, that people who pay a minimal or nothing for the services get the least results. Out of it. it 
It is. Uh, they're just I, not invested. I, the only. They're not invested. The only people who have ever no showed and no called for my appointments are people who I were who I was doing pro bono work for. Mm-hmm. Since they they put no value, and I'm, I, that's not a personal statement. I'm doing it for free to them. At that time, I was doing it for free, and uh, you know, and I realized at some point it is actually detrimental for that because if you don't invest in what you're doing, it doesn't have value to you. And so, you know, the the idea, and and again, this is the perfect show to discuss it because we're not charging for this, and I, I do believe people find value in what we're doing. But my my concept of thought of what is it? Why? Why is it that people, you know, when you don't invest in something, that when, when people feel they're putting more, their hard-earned money into it, I have a, a gentleman that I work with. He is a, a a young, very young professional. He got on with a really big company right out of college. He's 26 years old. Um, he makes good money for a 26-year-old, but at the same time, he's still, you know, it, it, you know, he's not going to retire next week either. <laughs> so. You know, we've been seeing each other weekly, and so I asked him, you know, I I, I was feeling unco- uh, uncomfortable on some level that he's paying me you know, $100 per session to be meeting and all this. And and uh, as we were talking, I said, that, you know, I want to uh, suggest we consider going to every other week because I know that, you know, that has to be a, a financial strain on you. And he goes, his response was very reassuring to me, and, and, and it actually shows where he's at the law of attraction. He goes, this is the most valuable money I spend every week. <laughs> he said, I, I don't – he said, I don't uh, – I, I certainly don't – view." he said, no, no, we want, we need to stay once a week. He said, I I feel better and recharge – my success is because of these concepts. If, if, if I – I would cut out – Cable TV before I cut this out. I would, and he went through the things he, he said. And, and, and so that was reinforcing that he saw the value. Now, again, it's a significant amount of money out of his paycheck to pay yeah, me every week, sure. but the value attached to that gives it, it's worth it. So he's investing in the experience and he puts more value into it. And, and that's, that's again, it's all about the perspective and you see how all of this flows together. So the, the lady that uh, we were that was speaking with about her condition that she wanted to work on, she was thinking, "What can I do?" So we came up with a strategy of what she could apply to help her believe in this. It, it not that this is going to make the difference. So we, we, you know, I, I told her about a, a a natural remedy for this thing. Now, again, I, I wasn't giving medical advice. I told her about a natural remedy that other people reported to be successful. And if she were to implement that and apply the law of attraction, she would have a basis to believe something other than thought helped that. Now, the thought can help it along, which she believed, but this other intervention could give her the sort of the tool to rally behind, sort of like a placebo fit pill. Mm-hmm, sure. It helps to take a placebo pill. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear from her. And she's now, you know, as she makes this go forward, I, I'm expecting great things. And I think we'll hear from her in a couple of weeks of how this is really maybe after her doctor verifies, maybe she won't need surgery because of this. And I will know and she will know deep down that her thought is what changed that perspective. Yeah, that's and, cool. and that changed the reality. That's really yeah. cool, especially if that does come off that way, because that that kind of thing is that that's a good life changing experience when you when you know in your own experience just how things work. And that's really the thing. I mean, when we were talking before. 
about how it is that there are so many programs and processes and methods and so on that are taught out there with varying degrees of success and, and that you were so enthusiastic about this one. I, I think one of the things that went through my mind is, you know, you can look at any given method, like method X, right? And you can apply it to 100 right. people and maybe 40 people have phenomenal success with it. And then you have method Y and that has 55 people who have phenomenal success with it. And I get the impression, I mean, I, I'm not asking you for numbers, but I, I, I get the impression that what you're saying is you think that there's going to be a higher percentage of people getting success with this mental bank process or this mental bank concept than with other kinds of uh, processes and methods and concepts that are out there. Absolutely. And, 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 and when I'm saying that, of course, you know, I'll speak to our skeptics who are going to talk about this. So, well, clearly you're doing this because somehow at the end you're going to make some, I make no money off selling these books. I don't. And I'm sharing a concept that I found to be extremely valuable uh, and, and that's sort of why we do this every week. I give a, I give an hour of my time a week. You give, I don't know, ungodly amount of hours a week. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> um, yeah. And, 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 and do it lovingly and, and, and with, with help, hope of helping other people. That's, that is our main thing. And the selfish part for me is I find that the help as well. So I, I believe the same thing happens with this middle bank process, being able to share these things with, uh, uh, our audience and, you know, I, I, I'm going on the assumption that most of our audience uh, is listening, are listening, especially the, the ones that are listening more than once uh, to, a, to a show, are buying into the concepts. I can't imagine somebody that is staunchly against this are going to keep listening. Right. So if you're listening to this, you're obviously, you know, buying into the concept. So I am bought into the mental bank process, so it has no option but to be successful for me. Mm. And if you use it and and buy into it as well, and that doesn't go. You know, we we had mentioned this on a previous show. I had to, I, I actually I met with an incredible uh, uh, therapist yesterday. She's running a, 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 a IOP uh, as an intensive outpatient program in the area, and. Um, she wanted to talk to me and I wanted to talk to her and, and, you know, I often, she's a traditional master's level, uh, social worker and, and, um, great lady, but I, social workers and me often have differing views because they're very staunchly into their training and they have very le- little leeway on what they can do. Right. Uh, and, and for lack of a better term, and, you know, hopefully she's listening because she'll know it's not about her, but a lot of times they're, they're, they're very elitist in their belief. Um, they, they, they can get really stuck that we have the only method necessary. So I, I was discussing different techniques and I hit a button with her on purpose. I said, well, I believe that, uh, we, we were talking about trauma and she has a trauma based, uh, background in, in therapy. And I, and hey, I believe that a lot of these therapies like EMDR is a, a, a a rapid uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing term. Basically, you you bring yourself is dealing with trauma. The the overall layman's term of how they do this, of course, is much more complicated than this. Uh, that you ex, you you find you think about the thing causing trauma, and you have a a, a, a protocol of moving your eyes back and forth to desensitize yourself from the the recall and, it, and eventually it, it loses it by using the sensory eye movement type thing you 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 really do away or desensitize yourself to the trauma okay um 
it is is accepted. It is it is effective. Okay. It does work. Okay. And but the part that first, you know, we 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 laughed about it because I, the reason it works, the hint hint here behind it all, not because you're thinking about a memory and moving your eyes. You're believing that thinking about the memory and moving your eyes is working. That's why it's working. The therapists that are conducting these go through an incredibly extensive training in this process. They're sold 100%. So the therapist is completely sold, as she was, when I pointed out that there are studies. It's not my, and I do not want to talk anybody out of this concept who are getting help. Um, you know, but, but I, I want everyone to accept that you get to choose what your pervasive belief is, and that will affect the outcome. I th- there, there's a term called uh, a tapping that Dr. Wayne, the late Dr. Wayne Dreyer used to talk about, about where you basically do the same thing. You think about what's causing you anxiety, but you tap the, the meridians. The, you look that up. I won't explain all that. Certain parts of the body, uh, the meridians, you tap those several times while you're thinking about those things and that will eventually desensitize you to the thought it's just as effective as as emdr uh if there's also this imagery process where you bring up the thought and then you bring, so there's a multitude of things that are on the same way wavelength as this that are effective and they're effective because you believe they're effective and that's not because i'm not trying to we talk i'm not going to do another placebo effect show but that's the point of all of this. The, the cure is the placebo because you believe it is that. And that's the same thing with the, whether you're using the vision board that you believe in. That's why it does work. Uh, Rhonda, uh, uh, burn with, uh, in the secret talks about she was, ha- she had to, uh, read with reading glasses and, and she decided she would use the, the secret to, uh, fix her, her, you know, what all, what I have and what most people have, you know, age-related up-close reading problems. Um, and she decided to uh, do away with her glasses and start reading without, and, and just use the law of attraction to make it change. She had a friend who was either a doctor or scientist or something that said, oh, you don't know the process that's necessary to do that. Mm-hmm. And she stopped him and said, please don't tell me. I, I don't need to know the process. I'm... I'm and, and she, again, I'll, I'll go what she says. She claims she did away with her reading glasses. Wow. And I'm, and I'm, I'm impressed with that. And, and to be fair, a fair reporter, I, I will be a fair reporter. Uh, I have tried that same method and have not been able to put down my reading glasses because deep down, I don't believe it'll work. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just telling you my, you know, as, as we, you know, I, I don't want to, portrayed of that because I'm like, well, I have reading glasses. And now there are times I find this fascinating. There are times because I, I, on a side note, this will not be shocking to Walt or most of our audience. <laughs> I probably lose two pair of reading glasses a day. <laughs> I don't know where they go. I, I, I think somebody's following Brown Steelium. So I literally <laughs> buy packs of, yeah, I buy packs of 20 reading glasses. Oh I really do. Just, wow. just, yeah, they're all over the place. Well, <laughs> There's that rare occasion when I'm in the store and I've left them in the car and I, you know, I, or whatever scenario, I don't have them with me. And what I automatically do, which I really love doing, is I automatically sit there, squint my eyes, take a second and focus and I can read it for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. So really, 
really? I started thinking, you know, now I'm straining and, you, you know, you, you, you know, so that you had a reading glass that would understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I can, in a pinch, make myself read it. So now I start looking at it. Now, if I can do that for a second, surely I can condition my body to do it more. Now, I, I have so many things going on. I, I just, the odds of me spending much time on that during the day seems sort of wasted. But uh, it, it is a concept that I can accept. But I I really, I'm more, because of my science background, I need something to match my belief that, because I, I'm looking at it, wow, here's here's why I'm, having trouble reading up close, here's what happened. So for me to change that, it is traditionally considered unchangeable. Mm -hmm. So I can't do it. But as we talk about, that's just because we've been told we can't do it. So that's a battle with me as I go forward. I think it's true for a lot of people. With this vision board, yes. I think that's everything when you really, whether it comes to money or whatever. But when we talk about the vision board or the mental bank uh, that we, we have discussed, when we talk about that, I strongly, strongly know for a fact I have had a vision board work for me. I've had it work to the point I was blown away by it. I'll tell the story again briefly of when I was in South Carolina and I was working uh, with gamblers in a treatment center that I co-owned down there. Um, the inherent problem when working with compulsive gamblers is they have no money. By the time they come for treatment, their 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 addiction has taken everything and usually taken most of their family's money. Right. So there's no money in, in treating gambling addiction. But I had a vision of what a gambling treatment center could be that could be the most uh, effective gambling treatment center on the planet. I would use a lot of holistic techniques. I would use individual therapy. I would use different types of therapy to get different types of personalities involved. Uh, I would offer both group and individuals, and I would I would implement vision stuff, hypnotherapy, and all these practices, as well as a healthy diet and exercise. I would take I would I would get a piece of property uh, on a beautiful setting, several hundred acres, and and real, where people are isolated. Uh, but in a pot with a, and, and surround them with an positive environment to help them. That, that's what I envisioned. And I literally put a picture of a house on a board, this, this old mansion somewhere. Now at the time, I was, I, I, I was surviving pretty, I was doing well at the time, but I wasn't doing anywhere remotely well enough to ever buy something like that. You're talking about a multi-million dollar project. And and you're not going to get anybody to loan you money on a project like that because, again, gamblers have no money and you'll never make your money back. So it's almost an impossible task to bring about. Yeah. Um, but yet I had a vision board. There, and, and, and I would laugh when I looked at the vision board. But yep. Uh, and I wasn't – since I'm a gambler, I don't play the lottery. So I didn't even have a chance to win the lottery to play. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, Wow. You know, I don't even have that one in two trillion chance now. I just, there's, there's no answer to this. So for me to make that come true, it would be more extraordinary than winning the lottery. Yeah. Is what I felt. Yeah. I can see so, that. So randomly one day, I was uh, in my office in South Carolina. I get a call from a gentleman who lived in Virginia and he was going to open up a gambling treatment center and he wanted to come down and talk to me about it. And I'm like, I rolled my eyes and said, okay, he has no idea. He, he, he's like most other addicts. Uh, he, he was a recovering, he was a gambler early in recovery. Most addicts get in recovery and they want to all of a sudden go fix treatment and become the sole provide, you know, become the answer to their problem. Right. Um, so this was what I assumed. I hear that all the time when I'm treating people. They're like, 
you know, three weeks into treatment. I want to do what you're doing. I go, okay, well, we got a few more steps between there, but that's a good idea. I always sort of patronize him. Sure, yeah. So he wanted to come down, and, and I'm like, okay, he's going to come down. So I started talking to the guy, and he, he brings me these plans. He said, you know, my family has uh, um, 400 acres in, in Hanover, Virginia. Um, we have uh, this old home. He showed me pictures of this this mansion and on these 400 acres and it's on a hill and and it, it turns out it's, it's a historic property uh um, little revolutionary wars and civil wars took place on his property it was amazing wow and a lot of a lot of history there and uh um and i'm looking at that and, and the house well was strikingly similar to the one on my vision board and i laughed you want Wow. I mean, then he, then he started describing what he wanted in his treatment center. And it was almost a checklist of everything I discussed earlier. Oh my. He wanted to do mainly individual therapy sessions. He wanted to incorporate holistic practices. Uh, it, 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 there was so much stuff that he wanted to do, the hypnotherapy piece. And I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Now, the caveat to this was I was always thinking this would be my treatment center, but I never specified that in my vision board. It was just, I would be, you know, I would be running a treatment center like that someday. Ah. Um, and, uh, you know, the lesson learned there, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, um, you know, you gotta be a little more specific than that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but then I got to the next logical conclusion that I think most people would. Okay. You're going to treat a bunch of, uh, busted out, gamblers with no money right. insurance at the time and really now really still doesn't cover gambling addiction that well so what are you going to do mm-hmm. uh, there's been people that have tried similar things to what he was talking about that did not last a year because they just hemorrhaged money right and um and he mentioned he said well my family has some money and i'm thinking buddy you better have a lot of money um <laughs> and 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 so he left and I sort of laughed. I said, God, I really, I said, that would be so awesome. If, but I said, I think he's naive in the sense that he, he, there's nobody that could afford that. Mm. And a few weeks later, he called me and he, he said, uh, you know, would you consider working for me? Uh, I would like you to be my peer counselor. Well, in my mind, that was a big insult because I am director of a treatment center and I want to be a peer counselor. And I'm like, no, thank you. I have really good things going on in South Carolina. Um, I hope your business is successful. Well, this guy called me monthly for about a year. Mm, wow. Well, things at my treatment center in South Carolina, and he was getting close to opening. In fact, he had opened and said, I opened. I really still would like to have you on board. Would you at least come up and look at it? I go, he's he's made it this far and he's open. I said, I want to see what he does. Sure. So I go I come up and it's as great as it looks. I meet a staff and incredible. I mean, he's got a medical doctor on staff up, a renowned psychiatrist. Wow. He has multiple therapists. He's an incredible hypnotherapist with incredible credentials. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, yeah. dude, you know, this is going to last about a week. <laughs> and, uh, and he has no patience and hardly, yeah, he, he had very few clients at the time. And so I'm just, I just can't imagine looking up. He, he had to, they had to put, I, I won't even, fathom a guess of a fortune into rehabbing the place to make it compliant for a treatment center. And then mm-hmm. he's paying just by me doing a survey, I'm looking at a, at least a hundred thousand dollar a month payroll. Right. Um, you know, j- just minimal. Now that's probably minimal. And, uh, 
Um, so I, 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 so I, he said, I'd like to offer you a job and, and, uh, I want you to look around, meet everybody. So I met the psychiatrist. I really liked him, became a really good guy, get, eventually became very good friends with him. He offered me a, a good wage, uh, and, and we, we started, I started looking at this. I said, look, I, I don't think you're going to be able to maintain this. I said, I, I, I'm really excited that we have this going on. You have this going on. I'm so impressed with everything, but I don't think you can afford to keep this going. And I, I, I'm scared to move my family up here. I was me and my son, Chris, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, uh, TJ was, uh, had turned, was about to turn 18. So he was going to be able to stay down in South Carolina with his biological family. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, when I, when I, I just didn't think there was any, way I could move everybody up on on this gamble, so to speak, that he was going to be able to make money. He goes, he said, my wife uh, is funding this and she has plenty of resources. We can do this for a while. So I did a little research and uh, turns out his wife is a tobacco heiress. Ah, yeah. So she does and have resources. She, uh, yes, uh, she basically was. I mean, her family started United States uh, Tobacco, and uh, um, so what? I don't know her net worth, but we would be closer to uh, you'd be well up there when you start discussing. It's probably closer to a billion than it is a hundred billion. I right. mean, it's a lot of money. Right. Um, these are very and, and and they're you know they're very generous, and so so for them at that level, they could lose a million dollars a year, and it. You know, while they're not happy about losing a million dollars a year, it just is a tax write-off right. uh, against their other income. So long story short, I ended up coming up here. I became director of the program, and I was there for five years, and it was an incredible experience. Um, that was created by a vision board wall in my That's mind. Crazy. There's That's really no something. way. Yeah, it is the same program. I, As I said, I did, it didn't go exactly as I envisioned mm-hmm. it. But it was it was literally what I envisioned. I, I, I you know I needed to work harder on making it my program, um, and you know and, and again I was there for five years. Very proud of the work we've done. We did there. I, I think it was a launching pad to my next level where I started my own practice. Uh, I'm, the connections I made there has allowed me to become wildly successful here. It's where it's where I really got into the law of attraction concept. Uh, everything has come along this way. Uh, because of that move, and I created that with a vision board. So, vision boards work. So, yeah, for I, me to think this this mental bank concept is even more valuable, that is a big statement. It is, yeah. I, well, especially, I mean, you you said, well, it didn't come out exactly the way you had in mind, but that that's kind of like saying, well, you know, the computer keeps breaking. You know, it, it, it's almost a miracle. You know that that uh, it just breaks down every single day. To which I would reply, no, the miracle is that it works at all. You, you actually manifested something that was really close to what you put on the vision board. That That's just like freaking miraculous right there. Holy yeah, cow. Well, and, 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 that's what, and that's what we do when, when we're telling people, we, you know, the law of attraction responded literally to what I put out there, literally. Now, it was my putting it out there that I never specified that it be specifically my program. Right, right. I, I, I would like, in my mind, I would like for there to be this treatment center and for me to be involved. That's that's what I was at. And to be honest with you, I would, if if, if this gentleman would have said at this point, say if I would have stayed with a company and, and he would have uh, um, said, Joel, I like to, I'm getting old, I like to retire, I want to just hand all of this over to you, 
but you've got to keep the expenses up. It's still, it's, it's, it's beyond what I would be willing to do, even if he gave it to me, because, you know, I, I don't know their, remotely know their finances now. It's been over five years since I've been there. Mm. Uh, but I, I would assume that there are moments where the family still has to stroke incredible checks, um, just to keep it going. And, and, uh, um, you know, that, that's just, that, that is strictly an assumption, but I, 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 I wouldn't be in a position to do that. But again, you have a family who's very generous. Uh, they, they, uh, they really, he really believes in what he's doing. Him and I haven't always saw eye to eye. That's one of the reason I'm not there anymore, but there's never been a doubt of his willingness to serve, uh, addicts and gamblers in particular and, and to see him and he's thriving and he, you know, he, he's living a life in a lot of ways that he never would have been able to live. And I do believe our two visions came together and, it made a made a big difference. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. So when you, yeah, like you said, when you when you say that, given that experience, now you're endorsing this mental bank concept and saying it's going to be even better. That is a very powerful statement. And in fact, it made me remember. I you, you sent me a copy of the book, and I want to thank you publicly for doing that. I started reading it uh, last night, and I'll be I'm going to actually finish the book today if I can, because it's not all that long. It's only what like a hundred and twenty, no, two hundred twenty three pages. It's not that that long of a book. But uh, it was written a number of years ago, quite a few years ago, back in the 1980s. And uh, there, yeah. there, there's a preface and there's an introduction written by two people who are involved, who had been involved with the program from an early state. One of them is the one who wrote the introduction. Her name is Danielle Durant, and she writes her own story in the introduction. And the story, and now this is written in 1987, so you have to kind of price this in 1987 dollars, so to speak. But the story is fascinating. It says, I have to admit that I began using the mental bank somewhat skeptically and very inconsistently at first because it seemed too good to be true. I also taught the program to my clients in therapy at the Institute. The results they began to have shocked me. I witnessed changes in their lives in such short periods of time that it seemed incredible. I then developed a determination to change things for myself and began to use the mental bank every day. And what happened to my life still amazes me to this day. Whatever goals and desires I projected into the mental bank ledger happened. My clientele doubled within a few short months, whereas I had been struggling previously for over two years to build a private practice. I then began to give presentations and teach the mental bank seminars to the general public. Within 12 months, I was earning a five-figure monthly income, more than I had ever earned in my life or even thought possible. And today, I'm traveling across the country, lecturing about the mental bank concept in every major city and teaching mental bank seminars. I'm a guest on many major television shows, and I also have my own national television show about success in the mental bank. All of this within one year. Has this really happened to me I mean, that's a pretty strong uh, endorsement right there. The other thing that catches my attention about it is this is 1980s, okay? So this has been going on for some time. Um, they have apparently been having quite a bit of success, and yet it hasn't really caught on to the national consciousness. I mean, you ask the average person about the mental bank concept, and they'll say, what? I mean, that was my reaction. I had never heard of the darn thing before. And it occurs to me that... Whenever you have something that breaks ground in a big way, it can take a long time for it to catch on simply for the very reason that she gave, which is I have so much skepticism about this. I just it seems too good to be true. And so we're so conditioned to, you know, having stuff presented to us that just seems so good, seems too good to be true. And then it doesn't work out. We say, oh, it was just too good to be true. Then when we get another one that seems too good to be true, too good to be true, it doesn't matter whether it's going to work or not. We just don't believe it. Right? right. I mean, we just give up on it right. before we even start. Right. 
Well, and, and that that and that's I think that you know because there is so much stuff out there that is quote unquote too good to be true. Yeah. And then when you you get it mixed in when you when you hear. You know, I, I, I had this uh, a gentleman the other day call me, and he he was soliciting a concept that uh, he he does these law of attraction um, uh, trainings, and it's a pyramid uh, uh, multi level marketing thing. Where, for example, oh, yeah. uh, if I if I were to join, then then I would, it would cost me a thousand dollars to join. Mm. But then I would be able to sell these trainings, and everybody would give me a thousand dollars for the training, yeah, and then yeah. they would be able to go. You yeah, know, right. it goes on and on and on. Right. Well, I'm researching it, and you know, I'm 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 listening to his idea, and I'm going. You know, it doesn't feel right, but I'll look into it. Well, on the underlying piece of all this was many, many, many years ago in Australia, the gentleman that's the the person behind all this was arrested for a pyramid scheme that built hundreds of millions of dollars out of oh, people in Australia. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I, he's, he's the guy that had moved to the United States and is doing this. So I, 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 after I found that out, I immediately mentally shut it down. And so the guy called me back and he said, did you uh, review that? I said, uh, Yes, I did. I said, I appreciate your time, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to be interested. He said, he said, well, will you tell me why? And I said, well, I don't want to get into a debate with you. I just have, have my reasons. He said, no, it would help me going forward if you would tell me what, because I, I'm finding this a lot, and I, I, I want to know what I'm missing. And I said, well, I will tell you if you'll agree not to try to debate me over it or try to change my mind. And he, and I said, if you do that, I'm just going to politely hang up. And I said, well, I've done some research, and the gentleman that is underneath this in multiple, and then he interrupted me. He's not involved on any level. I can't believe it. And I said, sir, have a good day. He just <laughs> was, he couldn't accept. But, and, and what I would have gone on to explain to him, regardless of whether the man was or was involved in whatever debate there was behind the scenes, I have already made up my mind because of the information I've seen. Exactly. This was not going to work. So it was irrelevant for me to pursue it any further right. because I had made up my mind. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense because it's the placebo effect in reverse. It's the, it's, yes. it's the built-in belief before you've even taken a look any further that it's not going to work that stops it. And it almost doesn't matter yes. whether or not that, that other guy was actually behind it or not. The point is the perception of him being behind it is what's going to stop it. And that is the answer to the guy's question, even though he didn't want to hear the answer. But that is the answer. Right. Well, and, and, that, and, that's, and, and he couldn't get to that place of hearing it because clearly he was prepared. He, he had heard before what I said. And, and whether this guy was – well, in the moment you tell me, okay, you're going to pay me $1,000, you're going to take the training, and you're going to sell each course for $1,000 to as many people as you can sell it to. And and you do that through online marketing and all this. And he said, "This, this is incredible information." And I said, "I I I am I've never been a fan of that type of sales. I just haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I just it, it. I know I have friends that swear by it and do very well that type of concept. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. I really am. It's just not me. Right. And that's that's the that's the piece that a lot of folks don't get." Yeah, it's it's a tough one because there are a lot of people who have tried multi-level programs and, and a number of them have succeeded, 
but there are also so many more who don't succeed and you never hear from them or you rarely hear from right. them. You hear, the, hear from them only, you know, indirectly through like, you know, conversations with friends. Oh, I know somebody and didn't go anywhere with them. That, that's the extent you hear about right. it. But that extent is all that it takes right. because when you hear that uh, being passed around enough, then the overall reputation is, well, multi-level marketing is a rip-off schemes. So the moment that you have that thought in your head, you're already defeated. The program is dead. It doesn't matter how good the information is. The program is dead because it's tied to something that has a negative connotation in people's minds. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's the sort of the, that's the piece that was the argument or the discussion I was attempting to have with him that he wasn't going to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but nevertheless, that was probably part of his own growth process. And, and I imagine something good's going to come out of it for him anyway. And, and if nothing else, he's, he's trying to learn something that he needs to learn. And I'm not even sure what that is, yeah. but though there's something that he, he's getting out of it and it's going to produce some kind of result that he needs. So, you know, more power. Absolutely. And, 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 and he may find you know, 10 people to do that and, and, they find ten p. He may he may be very successful for it for him. It's just it's it, instead of tr- yeah. I, I'm, I have no problem with him doing well with that. I just again can speak solely for for me and what I believe. So much of what I believe, the, I I know well. There was a time when I would have been allowed myself to have been sold by him mm. that concept, and then I would have put myself in a position where I, I subconsciously didn't believe it, but would have bought into his cell and not really believed it on subconscious, then failed and then beat myself up because I couldn't be successful at this. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that's an old narrative that took place years ago in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a narrative. I think a lot of people can identify with. I can identify with it. I've had plenty of experiences like that. In fact, that's one reason I'm really interested in the book and in the concept uh, the mental bank concept, and why uh, I, I'm really looking forward to is, you know, doing a, a deeper presentation of it. I'm glad you said we're going to do that because I I like that. I'm in favor of that, and I'm going to be digesting this book uh, in the next 24 hours in a big way and and implementing it. I, I, I like one comment he made too early on in the book. I can't remember exactly where he said it, but basically he said something like, "This is a book where you're not going to want to do the method because the method seems dumb and it seems boring and it seems right. stupid." And his response is, do it anyway. Just forget the fact that it's stupid. Forget the fact that it's dumb. Forget the fact that it seems like a waste of time. Just do it anyway. So I'm just going to do it anyway. It, well, the, and that, that for me, I when I looked at it and, and read it, and, and because I was so impressed with the school I was at and the, the quality of all the other information they have given me, I'm very, very, a very big believer in this now. You know what I mean? It, it, it really was huge. Mm. So coming from a credible source, again, my perspective of a credible source, right. I'm much more willing to hear that. If it's some, um, you know, th- there's a gentleman in the, uh, in the law of attraction, uh, field I've, I've, we've talked about before, mentioned before, and I, I don't want to mention his name because I, I don't want to put anything negative out there. But he, to me, he could be the greatest guy in the world, but he comes across as a salesman uh, not well-intentioned person. Mm. So his courses, he has tons of them out there. He's all over the internet. And, and I'm glad he's successful, but his, for whatever reason, I, his stuff would not be successful for me because I don't think it comes from a great place. I can be truly right. wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, my perception is the point. Perception is everything. It really is true. 
And and the the thing that I, I just keep harping on in my own mind is what this particular pro, uh, process does is it reprograms what's often called the subconscious mind. And and we've talked about that numerous times on various podcasts. Um, I've even raised the question, is there such a thing as the subconscious mind? I think I even one point proposed the idea that the subconscious mind is actually the human body and the body is the, where it's all stored. And, and then there have been times we've talked about, well, maybe it doesn't even exist. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things we've talked about. But the one thing I do know for sure is that with all the work that I've done, to improve myself, to get myself into a better place, to focus on the positives, to do all the different Abraham processes and, and, you know, Napoleon Hill and, uh, you know, Tony Robbins and, you know, all the, the, the gurus out there offering their stuff. I recognize the value of it. I can see how it works. I've actually proved to myself that it works. And yet deep down and not whatever deep down is, I don't know if that means subconscious mind or inner being or whatever, but deep down there's this part of me that just doubts incredibly. Despite the, all the evidence that I see, it, it, there's this one part of me that just resists all my attempts to change it. And I've been looking for the longest time. You and I have talked about this many times. I've been looking at, for the longest time, how do I get there? How do I get, get that piece out of the way? How do I you know, remove it? Because I can tell it's blocking me. I can tell that whatever it is, it's, I'm, it's creating resistance that I just am not getting around. So when I hear what this book is all about, it's about reprogramming that you know subconscious mind or whatever you want to call it to start believing in success. I'm saying, okay, I'm on board. I know I've known for years now. I need to get that thing fixed. If this is going to do it, I'm ready. Well, and, and what you, if you could mark that on the tape, your last 45 seconds there, I think that uh, that's something that every single person that does what we're trying to do in attraction thought attraction and that concept thinks that's everybody's problem. Everybody mm. feels it. You want it so bad. You believe it on one level, but there's this underlying. And again, when I say subconscious, I, I, I know there's something there. I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't care. It's irrelevant. Mm. There's a, there's a layer of thinking where I am not in direct control of. I mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, with that existing, then I know that I'll call it the subconscious mind. And I also know that it's been programmed somehow. And I got to figure out a way to get to that programming. And that's where all this takes place. Exactly. So everybody feels that way. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's, that's eloquently said. And I think it, I think our audience can listen to that and say, wow, Walt just put my <laughs> resistance in the best words possible. It's really good stuff okay. there, All right, Thank good. You. Well, then yeah. let, let's go ahead. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll put our heads together. We'll figure out when we're going to do uh, this special event, and we'll put it out there and let people know. And we'll, let's see what goes with it. Let's see what happens. Sound good to you? It sounds great, my friend. All right. And by the way, before we go, if there's another person like the young lady who contacted you, how do somebody else, how does somebody else reach out to you? How do they find you? Uh, Joel Elston at Gmail is my email account and joelelston.com is my website. Uh, feel free to contact information on there to get hold of me. And, uh, again, like with this lady, I'd be glad to just give a, 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 a no cost brief consultation. I, we're not going to be doing sessions, but hopefully what we talked about helped her a little bit. Yeah, I hope so too. And I look forward to talking to you next time and, uh, maybe taking on this project in a big way. All right, buddy. Thank all you. Right. Okay. And we'll see you all next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.